Oh, Haven. Or, Haven. Haven. Okay. I really, I really good news. Yeah. What, what's up, Pat? Lil Nas is coming out with an Old Town Road remix featuring us. I got my Patrick in the back. <laughs> I actually saw someone wearing Gucci slides and a velour jumpsuit in the airport. And I was like, I thought that that was only like YouTube people. No, that's real. That's real. Maybe that was a YouTube guy. It probably was a YouTube guy, actually. Yeah, you're right. You just never know. There's so many nowadays. I saw this poll that was done by like the Pew Research Center. It was one of those, those like, oh, these kids these days. And it was like American kids out of five careers. They they did China, America, and U- the UK. You know, mm-hmm. the three yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. And um, it was like the only five options that were on the board were uh, teacher, which is very normal. Astronaut, which is like, all right, cool. Musician, which is like getting even closer. Um, and then professional athlete, which is way out of left field. And then YouTuber. Yes. <laughs> and people were all like, oh, all the kids these days, they want to be professional YouTubers. Not like back in my day where everybody wanted to be a, a coke-addicted musician playing <laughs> rock and roll music and getting herpes. Everyone man. wanted to be. Man, <laughs> life was so much better when we all wanted to be. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Kurt oh, wait. Cobain. Um, uh, John Lennon. Uh, Chris uh, Farr. Oh, geez. Oh, shoot. Um, um, oh, shit. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, oh, oh dang uh, Michael it. Jackson. Oh, no. um, oh. oh, cruel. Uh, oh. Sla- oh, man. Oh, dang it. Freddie Mer- oh, wait. Everybody had such tortured lives. <laughs> All I know is that these kids are, are in f- are for a bad spell. But here's the thing. Would you rather be Would you rather be dead by 40 or Jake Paul by 20? Like, oh. that's the thing. Oh, that's a question. That's a good, that's, that's a conundrum. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You don't know. <laughs> I'd rather be a teacher. <laughs> Welcome to the crunch. <laughs> it's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. And that rather unorthodox introduction to the crunch was to let you guys know that we're recording at 950 at night. You know what? Let me tell you this, Pat. What? I'm tired of the old formulas. I'm I'm not doing it anymore. We're, I'm tired of the call me a boomer priest because I'm throwing out the rubrics. <laughs> <laughs> we're casting off the chains of oppression. You know what? Me and Pat we had an, we had a council today. We did in, in the yes, car. Yes, I mean, we did. I Facetimed Patrick and I told him okay, I was gonna. Right. <laughs> I was told Patrick I was gonna buy tickets to a comedy show that ended up being sold out. Oh, which is tragic. That hurts. But let me tell you this, Pat. I've been doing a lot of thinking. Okay. What my creative side is it's been unleashed, <laughs> and there's don't laugh. This is I'm telling telling the truth right now. I'm there's no there's not a deceitful bone in this body right now. Don't 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 think that because of my goofy voice that this is a goof. No don't, sir. No don't think. Hey, this is how I normally talk. Um, it is, which is unfortunate because <laughs> it's <laughs> it sounds like you're goofy. Listen, I have something important to say. It's <laughs> better. So. I've been thinking, what if we got rid of your post about us being the 1,150th best comedy podcast? (laughs) Yeah. It's got me thinking so hard. I was like, what if we climbed the ranks? (laughs) Not comedy podcast. Of comedy podcasts. Not that we need to completely shift our tone from thoughtful uh, young professionals in the church to crass boy comedian town. But what if we did? <laughs> now I'm not saying that we completely change our entire identity I'm from what we, made us from we what alienate made us successful in the most first place of our to something listeners. that is completely uncharted territory <laughs> that we just enjoy consuming ourselves. But what if we actually did that thing? And that's all I'm gonna say. I'm oh not, my gosh. I'm not, listen, <laughs> well, no, there's a okay. So the reason we're on the comedy charts in the first place is because I put us on the comedy charts. Do you know actually how many comedy podcasts there are total? No, but I guarantee you it's more than a thousand. Are you kidding me? Okay. Everybody does it's like it's like, oh, my podcast is kind of just like if my friends and I were like sitting around a table and just like talking, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like everybody's podcast. Also, everybody's idea for a television show. Have you ever like been talking to your friend and they're like, Man, we should have a television show? Like, why, Jack? Why? Why should we have a television show? Because you just made a funny joke? Is that why? Could you do that every week for nine years, Jack? No, you can't. You know why? Because you made a butt joke. And butt jokes are only good once. You get one butt joke, Jack. 
it's I think it's it's the Seinfeld problem. Everybody thinks that they're Jerry and George when they're sitting in the coffee <laughs> shop and they're making the joke about salsa and they say, Oh, this is the this could be the television show, and then they write a television show and that's like the plot of an entire season. And people watch that and be like, Oh, I'm as funny as Jerry Seinfeld and Jason Alexander. Guess what? You're not. It's just not, not. It's not realistic. You'll the, never be as funny as Jerry Seinfeld. You'll never be as funny as Gus Johnson, and you'll never be as funny as Andrew Jordan. That's the rules. Uh, I don't make the rules. Pat, I was thinking maybe we could be funny. <laughs> hey, what if we had a podcast? What if we? I think <laughs> it could just be us, and we would just talk. We would just talk, and like, just be like I mean, we are when we're sitting in sitting yeah. in our lunch table, like we were, like we did when we were in high school together. And like our jokes, our jokes would just naturally kind of like come up. We could like kind of talk about maybe like current events or like things that we see on social media you know yeah yeah i think oh man <laughs> well you know what what bugs me the most okay Tell so me. so this is just the backstory for all the all the crunchers out there our, our podcast used to just be listed under religion and spirituality but now it's listed under comedy as well and i think it's listed under lifestyle i forget something else but i was like i want to i want to give it like a good a good like wide swath of like what the crunch actually is because it is I, I was talking to someone about like what makes our podcast different from other catholic podcasts and i was like we don't take ourselves seriously that's the whole thing that's is what that it's true? always been no it's true okay. like it's not it's not ultimately true like we do care about this and we care about our our fans that was a weird word to say yeah we care was, about the people that we you care like about our stumbled listeners stumbled over the word fans because we're so convinced that what we do isn't real <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing is like we really like, care about the f- people the that, fans that listen the fans but yeah. like people come up to me at conferences and say they're a fan of the podcast so I'm like all right whatever um, more people come up to me in my daily life and say I've never listened to your podcast which mm-hmm. is like the funniest thing for me it's like I didn't assume that you did but like why you gotta flex on me like that the best <laughs> the best retort is when when somebody says like oh I don't listen to your podcast Good. I say I say yeah you and billions of other people good job <laughs> you, congratulations you're one of the many. <laughs> You know what sets you apart, fellow cruncher, is that you listen to the crunch. Yeah. You feel that? That's you being against the mainstream. This is a Fight warm... the power. But what bugs me the most about, not what bugs me, but like podcasts like the Gus and Eddie podcast, yes. they honestly are just sitting down with their buddy and talking. Yes. But the thing is, you can tell, mm-hmm. and it's not the best podcast. It really isn't. I listened to one today, and although I think Gus and Eddie are very, very funny... Um, and I listen because I like their personalities and I see a lot of us in them actually, yeah. which is like weird. It is weird, but it's kind of funny, but they, you, they do more bits than we do, which is, they funny. do, they do a lot more bits. I feel like we could do more bits. I think we should, I think we should, um, <laughs> just not, we should not, we should not do this on the actual show, but we should do uh-huh. more improv casting. Oh my gosh. That's my dream. Because, and we need to get Teresa in on this because they like snap into a character. That's the thing about so them. They quick. play characters more than we do. Yeah. We play ourselves. Well, we, we also don't <laughs> naturally like come into situations where we could play characters just based That's on a good point. what we, cause where it's like <laughs> talking about, uh, I don't know the Lord, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what character am I going to play? <gasps> Judas. <gasps> <laughs> Adam, uh, we'll just quote vines that also are kind of also kind of has the Bible. But what I'm saying is, is I like listening to them. But I was listening today, and like they only had a segment, which was just them answering questions from Twitter. Yeah, they have they, they have three segments, and two of them are pretty loose. So one of them is answering questions from Twitter, which is a pretty normal segment. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is uh, two minute rants, which I think is kind of fun. Um, which is like they're solid. They have a really solid segment where I think it's because they get so mad and rants about things, but they, they're like, we got to limit ourselves, which makes sense. But then they like open mail for 30 minutes of the podcast. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't know if that's like good. They like, didn't I, do I, that. I, they I, talked about that in the most recent episode. They said, uh, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> that's good. I haven't, I haven't heard that one yet, but it's yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause it, it's better for YouTube, but it's not good for, mm-hmm. Their audio, but they have a, they have a funny. I don't I don't know how they get away with this. This is what I love about new media, and like I say this in the weirdest, in like the loosest sense, because yeah. how podcasting isn't really new, but in the terms of like in terms of like the way that people our age uh-huh. talk to each other and can in no in no like broadcast context would you have the two hosts of a radio show just like dumping on you and being like yeah screw our audio listeners especially if you're a single mom from ohio like that joke is like so out of left field yeah but they pull it off right and a lot of people do i don't know i think there's uh, the new media i don't know what that means (laughs) and i think 
<laughs> I feel like such a shill. I feel like a corporate shill talking about the new media. I feel like there's a giant TM floating above my head when I'm talking about <laughs> it. <laughs> it follows me around. His name is Tim. Uh, Ew. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Hey, uh, get, get, do, do a couple push-ups and I'll take over the podcast. No, let me talk. So okay. there's this... I, I feel like... I've been thinking a lot. This is actually something that I wanted to talk to you about. So I re-downloaded Twitter onto my phone. Uh-huh. I <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why that, would you do it? it sound, <laughs> the very it thought. Sounds like, the noise you made sounded like a noise somebody would have made if I told I ate black mold for dinner. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, how could you? <laughs> I saw my Aunt Ethel naked. <laughs> okay, so I re-downloaded Twitter on my phone. I'll tell you why. So a lot of the things that I've been thinking about lately of how to um, interact with the podcast and how to interact with online of not only because like we have a Patreon and people give us money to do this and it actually affects people in their personal lives. And I feel like after having my first year being on focus or being like on mission, I feel like I'm in a better place to give more attention to this part of my life and I want it to be a bigger part of it. And um, I think it's the the kind of the line that I came to is that uh, prudence is a virtue and abstinence is not. And Ooh, that, yeah. that's a good point. Yes. And so thinking like I I think I had the time that I needed to be away from media and to be away from social media, particularly like this year, I didn't watch a lot of TV. I didn't watch um, a lot of YouTube videos. I didn't. I wasn't on social media at all. Um, I wasn't ever on Instagram. I I probably won't get Snapchat back. But um, yeah, it's not really worth your time. It's really not. I was I was on Twitter a little bit, but not anything like compared to what what it was before. And so thinking now of like, I actually still want to engage with the people that listen to this show, and I want to reach more people. Um, not just because I want their money, but because I think what we do, um, is good and I want more people to be a part of it, you know? Cause it's kind of like a family, you know? Yeah. Like I really like people who listen to the podcast. I f- if they also know me in real life, I feel like they know me really well. Um, people who don't know me in real life, uh, please don't think that you know me just because you listen to this show. But I do feel like you're a part of this. You have, you know, this side of me that's like, What's up? I'm here. And that's the cool, going back to your original point, like that's the cool part of this whole quote unquote new media thing is that you can share so much of your life and have such an impact on people that was never, ever possible before. Yeah. And like, I think this past year, I kind of just ignored that reality and I just saw the bad things. And I really want to start seeing the good things because that's what Jesus would have done. He would have seen the good in it instead of just seeing the bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, we talked about this. Leah and I talked about this on an episode. Dang it! We weren't here for it. Yeah, idiots. Um, so stupid. I never do anything right. <laughs> n- no, Ethan, you're good. Sips Bud things. Light angrily at, cer- at certain things. <laughs> you're drinking a Bud Light. Oh, never mind. I take it back. <laughs> um, I'm drinking a Bud Light because there's no PBR in the house. Please. Sue oh, me. rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. I just noticed something. This is a little off topic. So I live in a rectory right now. In a rectory at our at one of our parishes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do you know what a fourteen? Do you know what a fourteener is? A mountain. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my old chorus teacher from high school posted a picture of him on top of a mountain, mm-hmm. and um, he put fourteener, and I <laughs> commented, "I hardly know her. <laughs> I haven't talked to this man in like four years." <laughs> That's amazing. Oh man! And uh, anyway, so um, I live, and my my deacon got me the the lease agreement. He put it on my desk, and it's just sitting here. And I I looked at it, and it, the 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 contract says, "The lease agreement made between the Most Reverend David Zubik, Bishop of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh, successor trustee for the church church name Charitable Trust, and Patrick Nevy." I'm like, wow, that's. <laughs> The Most Reverend Bishop David A. Zubik and Patrick. You don't have any <laughs> titles. I don't have any titles. I'm not gonna. Alp- I don't got no alphabet soup after my name, Mister. Oh wait, I have the third. I'm Patrick Nevy the third. That's true. That's Patrick Nevy I I I on Instagram. That's shut up. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about today? Oh wait, no, we were just talking about what Leah and I were talking about. Yeah, you got distracted. Show. I got distracted by a lot of things. Healthy, so healthy podcast. Um, 
healthy, good podcasting where there's a bunch of mouth clicks and a bunch of pauses. So we were talking about her. She gave a talk at the Catholic Youth Ministry Conference about the about social media and the internet as a mission field. Yes. And how it's she's like, well, there's young people that are that are out there. I'm like, yeah, the young people are out there. And I was like, wait a second, I'm a young people, mm. and I'm out there. And she was talking to all these like old youth ministers, and I was like, yeah, wait, that's a good point. Like, I feel like I was kidnapped uh-huh. by social media when I was younger. Yes. And like brought there against my will, uh-huh. and then I escaped. Yes. And now God's like, go back. Which coincidentally, it's like Saint my, Isaac Jogue and Saint John de Brebeuf. I was also gonna say Saint Patrick. That's oh. my namesake. Okay. But, well, that's us. That's a lot of missionaries, honestly. They got kidnapped by the Native Americans. They bit off St. Saint, uh, Saint Isaac Jogue's fingers, and then he went and he had to get a dispensation from the Pope to say Mass because he didn't have his index finger. <laughs> and then he went back and then they killed him. You know what's crazy? They did that on purpose. They knew that he couldn't yeah. say Mass without his fingers, and yeah, so yeah, they yeah. did it. They knew canon law so well, Look they at these, bit off his fingers. The atheists these days are weak. <laughs> <laughs> Making YouTube channels. Making YouTube channels. Not even biting off anyone's fingers. Pushing priests off of the altar. <laughs> Try biting off someone's finger. Arguing Savages. with people online. Get out of here. Get out of here. Um, I talking about morally therapeutic deism. Can we can we talk about memes for a second? <laughs> Anytime. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What do you think this is? <laughs> of course, of course, we can talk about memes. Do you know how memes? So people who don't understand memes, a.k.a. all the old people in your crowd that you were... All the olds. All the olds. Not that they don't understand it. It's just that they miss the boat, right? And there's no... The barrier barrier of entry is a little bit too high unless you're really, really trying, you know? Yeah. To get back in. You and I, like, I can go online for about 20 minutes and figure out what all the memes are that week. And then just go away. Because I know where to look, right? Yeah. So meme economy, meme economy, all, all these places, dank memes and father, Anthony Shrapa's father, Anthony Shrapa, all these things. Right. But the, it's so bizarre that this, that meme culture gives us like, as we get older, if we stay in touch with meme culture, it gives us a common language with people who are five years younger than us, 10 years younger than us, 20 years younger than us, because yeah, it, it's weird. It stays the same, you know? And so I think that, given our position, right, that we were in it and that we escaped and then we came back um, or that we're trying to come back and we're trying to live, like, boldly in the space, that gives us a, a not like a leg up because it's not a competition, but it gives us uh, an advantage where other generations, like, don't have when they're trying to reach young people, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Because my we one were question. born and raised, oh, sorry, in, go ahead. you know? Oh, that's all yeah. I was going to say. Go ahead. Yeah, my one question is, why are you trying to form relationships with people 20 years younger than us? Like, I'm saying, well, not now. <laughs> hey, little kiddo, have you heard about Listen, Jesus? Listen, my godson was just I born. I haven't heard about anything. What are you talking about? I'm two. My godson was just <laughs> born, and he's tiny, and I'm he's going to be my friend, okay? <laughs> you're, just, <laughs> you're just showing him the Pikachu meme. You're like, this son <laughs> is the way you express surprise. <laughs> you don't have to come to Area 51, but everyone else is going to go. So Everyone just, else is going. If everyone's gone that oh, day, man. just know why. I, I was dumb. I didn't check the date, and I said that this week's episode was going to be recorded live from Area 51. Oh, you did? I did. Dang and it. We, we got there too early. I know. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do with your alien? I'm not going to answer that question. My favorite thing about <laughs> meme culture is okay. when the actual news reports on them. It's so funny. They just don't get it. They don't understand that they just got to ignore it. And then it, because yeah, once they, it'll go like, away. Yeah. But the whole Tide Pods thing, this <sighs> new trend is taking the youth by storm. They're all eating Tide Pods. And then everyone's like, LOL, they think we're eating Tide Pods. Let's keep doing this. <laughs> Concerns are being raised about the quality of youth education as many young children seem to believe that birds are, in fact, drones. <laughs> The United States Air Force has issued a formal warning to everyone under the age of 30 to not approach Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh just, my god! They just don't get it because they, they weren't a part of, like, memes to them when they were growing up was, like, Thriller by Michael Jackson. Like the or, video. like, cutting out episodes, uh, cutting out, I said episodes, cutting out strips of Marmaduke and putting them on the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> That's did you a see, meme. Did you see the, this week's Ziggy? It was quite a killer. <laughs> 
Have you ever seen? Have you ever, you ever read that one? Zits, man. Those kids these days. Hey, this reminds always on their this, phone. You see those kids running around? This real family circus. <laughs> Just kind of like the the family circus. Uh huh. <laughs> oh man, dog. I don't know. I don't know. I used, what to, I used to eat the. You remember? Remember when you could like take silly putty and like stamp them on the funnies, as your grandma called them, and then you could. Uh, whatever happened to, to old people? Like what? No, if, I don't remember that. Hold on, go back, know, go back, go back, go back. What do you mean, yeah, yeah. silly putty? <laughs> you could take silly putty and like stamp it on, and the a ink comic would come on to pull the, it up, and it would come up. Yeah, and you would like put it on another sheet of paper, so you had it forever. No, no, no. You could. You would no, no, steal. No, no. You would steal the news. <laughs> No, no, Illegally, this is how this is how Gutenberg got started. Is he had <laughs> silly putty, silly putty? He's like, and he just pushed crap, it on the Bible. I, he's like, look, look at this. This look is amazing. This. I could start my own religion. Um, <laughs> Gutenberg didn't start any religion. Uh, no, no, no. You 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 wouldn't do anything with it. You mm-hmm. would just put the silly putty on the funnies, and then you would peel it off, and then you'd have the funnies in your hand. But in <gasps> reverse, it was the first meme. You could go show it to your friend. Oh, could you do and that? Then he would take it. No. You're, you're telling me you would just take pearls before swine and you take it outside be like look at yo, how pissed off yo, this rat pearls, is he pearls smokes before cigarettes swine, pearls before swine was my jam i, I loved, loved that comic. i loved it i have too. It i still so have a bunch funny. of like treasuries my cousins and i loved pearls before swine it wasn't in my newspaper my my favorite one in my newspaper was foxtrot i list i read foxtrot i liked baby blues i haven't read that one Didn't really that one. Um, no it wasn't in my newspaper mm. I'll always like to read the serial ones about like the detective, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I never, detective I never read Sylvester. them regularly enough, so I had to like piece together my own sort of story. <laughs> yeah. Pickles, you ever read Pickles? Oh, Pickles, the old Freaking people. Pickles. Yeah. yeah, man. Dang, classic, classic stuff. Man, comic strips were so cool. They were so Whatever good, and then those? they well, people stopped buying newspapers. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> but uh. You were saying so you said something about old people. The funnies? No, yeah, the funnies. Yes, that's you're, yeah. You're you ever just, hear people call them the funnies? Yeah, yeah. That that's it. That's all you're gonna say? Yeah, I just think that's. I th- I just find that amusing. I think it'd be funny if they called memes the funnies because oh. like it's the same. What if we had a like a meme digest? That's essentially what it was. Is the it was just the memes week. digest. It was just it was just memes of the week or memes of the day. The only know? the only access that people had to jokes about current events in some <laughs> sort of animated cartoon form was the funny papers. You know, yeah. that's wild. That's the only way. Not the Late <laughs> Show with Stephen Colbert. Well, no, no. Johnny Carson is different. That's fair. You I know. mean, they they all they all did political. I guess I guess it's not. <laughs> that's the only source of joke they had. That mm-hmm. was the only place that jokes came from. Comedy was, was invented com- in 2004 <laughs> when AOL dropped. Very few people know this. Very few few people know this, but comedy actually didn't start until the Bush administration began. <laughs> Anything before that was just not funny. It wasn't funny. <laughs> uh, ten, ten Brazilians died. <laughs> How many ten Brazilian people? Ten Brazilian people died. That's uh, that's a classic. That's a great joke. That, I've heard that about like eight presidents. I don't even. I don't even. <laughs> really? I think just someone came up with it. Like, what if that used to just be how jokes were? They'd uh-huh. be like, you'd be like, what if someone was so stupid they thought that Brazilian was like a number, and then they're like, hmm. I'll just make George Bush say it. Yeah. Let's 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 not drift into presidential humor territory. No, it's all. It's, it's never good. It's too easy. It's never good. Did you? Did um? I listened to this podcast, good one, and they it was it's like a podcast about jokes. Uh huh. And they brought oh. Anthony Jeselnik on. I want to listen. He to went that. on a he went on a tirade about his comedian friends, like just making jokes about the presidential election. And yep. he was like, you're all lazy and you all suck. And I hate all of you. <laughs> it, I mean, it's true. Yeah, it is true. It's very easy to do political events, uh, pl- current events jokes. Um, One of the funniest jokes I've yeah. seen recently, um, it was a tweet and I thought it was hilarious. Is that, um, <laughs> <laughs> is that every time a child dies, he gets added to the chorus of children at the beginning of the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song? <laughs> and I was like, that is, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just funny, right? Like, I would never would have thought of anything like that. Did it was, he say that? What? Who? Did he say that? Anthony Jeselnik? No, 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 no. Oh, it was no, like, this is someone? It was from the VeggieTales Facts Twitter account. Oh, my God. And I read that and I was like, that's so refreshing. 
not because it was a joke about death or anything, but because it was like not about anything political and it was just stupid and it was funny. And I was like, just surprised that I actually saw something that wasn't about just some current event, you know, just imagine what Twitter could be. Oh, wow. Are you done imagining? Yeah. Because I am. We should put in some music there. It's like soft, angelic harp. Soft, angelic harp. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you see that video I posted today? Yeah, you showed it to me before you posted it. <laughs> okay. Well, this whole conversation started because I've been flexing my creative muscles. And okay. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> You mean like today, like yeah. the past? Yeah. To, okay. Here, have you been only flexing your creative muscles in conversations that we've had? Because so far, and I and I and I want I want to sum this up for the audience. Your flex, you flexing your creative muscles has been one, workshopping a TV show idea with me. Two, <laughs> making a four twenty joke. Three, some other third thing. What was the other? Just this podcast throwing off this the traditional podcast. the rubrics. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. Okay, I've been flexing. people keep pointing out to me that we keep talking about changing the show and then we never and then we do. never do. That's because we like the idea of change, but the reality of change is hard. Let this be a lesson to all of you that change well, is hard. No, and nobody actually, likes to do it. back it up. I'm mad at you because I what? said yeah because I said Aww. oh let's rebrand. Send me the logo so that I can update it, and then you said oh I'm Patrick. I'm not gonna send it to Ethan. That's a really good me impression. <laughs> I could do that. A- was a lie. I got you. That impression was like Teresa when she tries to make an impression of me. I don't she just does the she just says the oh I'm Patrick and then that's it and mm-hmm. then she just says a thing. Well, it's not an impression. Okay, you can't just say I'm like hey guys you want to hear my you want to hear my Bill Gates impression? Hi, I'm Bill Gates. All right, what you're doing right Ta-da. now? It's this is ad hominem. Okay, this is not. <laughs> you're not <laughs> addressing the root of the issue, which is that I desire to change, but you're holding me back. <laughs> Um, uh, no, like I, I actually think that that's a problem. Like we do want to change, but I don't, we don't want to change too much. Like I'm trying to figure out the right balance between like, yeah. I want to do, I want to, I want to quote unquote flex my creative muscles, right. By doing things that are different on the show. Right. The spirit is willing, but the crunch is weak. <sighs> you just took that all the wind, funny. all the wind out of my sails. Uh, <laughs> Like doing the thing that we did last week about like leadership, that was really fun to me because that's not yeah. something that we normally like do. And that's kind of the things that I'm trying to move into, right? We need to be thinking in terms of years and not weeks because I'm doing this podcast <laughs> until one of us is infirm. Here's my thing I can't keep up with it because there are like times where you're like, I'm quitting the podcast now. <laughs> that happened once and i was emotionally (laughs) distressed oh man i don't know what to do i think i think i i i've been i've been thinking about this a lot i need to get back into stand-up and i keep saying i'm gonna do it and then i don't well this is the this is the play right this is the it's shakespeare this is the play right um this is the play that you start doing stand-up in the cities that i live in (laughs) And then you can say, oh, for the rest of my set, I'm going to invite up my friend Ethan. And then I come up and everyone's like, oh, what's going on? And then it's it's a smash hit. Wait, so what you're saying is you want me to you want me to get really successful and then you just ride my coattails? Isn't that what this podcast is? Because I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. This is not. <laughs> say this, no more. Is that not what we've been doing for the past two and a half years? Almost three years? That, you know, it's three years in September. Holy crap, you're right. Yeah. Man, time flies when you're doing the same thing every week. I know. Hey, anyway, yeah. since the whole first half of the show has just been us riffing. No oh, crap, we are catching foxes. Do you want to do you want to talk about something substantial? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um I've been praying a lot about humility lately. This is a hard 180. Yeah, this is a hard this is literally this was this was a great illustration of like us talking about changing and then immediately just talking about super niche Jesus things again. Well, but what else? I mean, the I the people desire content, right? That's fair. Father Anthony keeps telling me he was like, because there's like there's like two sides of it. Mm-hmm. What separates us from the rest of the other Catholic podcasts is that we're comedic, and what separates us from other comedy podcasts is that we're, we're Catholic. Catholic. So we just so we just so we just ride the line between both, not getting as successful as either side. 
as any just, of them. And living in this like middle of the Venn diagram, which is the smallest part of the Venn diagram. It's an incredibly small part. Why aren't more Catholics funny? That's see, that's the problem. That's what we have to exploit. No, it is really depressing. It is. Well, I don't know. I think there are lots of Catholics that are funny. I just think it takes it takes a special type of personality and a special type of sense of humor to be funny on a podcast. That's fair. You know, I because guess. I think I think that um for example, like I think Matt Fratt is pretty funny, right? I think Michael Gormley's pretty funny. Um Mark Hart's pretty funny, but like in the podcast medium and like hosting a show, it's a whole different sort of world, you know? All three of those people host radio shows and or podcasts. Well, but are they funny? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're all pretty funny. Dang it. Well, I was trying to think of good examples and I started naming people. I mean, yeah, they're they're all pretty funny. Well, I mean, I guess Yeah, I don't know. I I definitely don't want to say I'm funnier than Mark Hart, especially at a podcast. That's bold. Mark Hart's really funny. He is. Well, he's also older than us. He's had a lot more time to figure out what to works be, and what to doesn't. To get funny. Yeah, to get funny. Um, yeah. Humility, right? Do you want to talk about this or do you not want to talk about it at all? It is a hard left, but let's go for it. We'll come up with... Why do you want to talk about humility? Let's work, a, let's work a segue. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Um, sure, okay. So... <laughs> Come on, this is easy. Watch this. So... <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Podcasting is super easy. Watch me go. <laughs> everybody, everybody, come over. Everybody, come here. Well, I'm about to ride down the driveway I'm about to do on my me a podcast. I'm about to ride down the driveway on my scooter. I'm going to do a sick jump at the bottom. Get ready. <laughs> I'm going to land on my I'll ankle and it's going to bleed. Um, so pound fracture. I think there's lots of other people in the podcasting space that are funny, but I think in order for us to continue with our same voice, we need to maintain uh, our humility. Which makes me think I've been praying a lot about humility this week. <laughs> I hate you. Um, so I think there's a lot. I, I've been calling this the summer of reconciliation. The summer of reconciliation. <laughs> That's I was not even going for that. This do, is just, do, do, we're just do, 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 do. pulling things from every other podcast. Uh, I've been calling this a summer of reconciliation for a lot of reasons. I've had multiple people reach out to me and say like, hey, I want to have a conversation with you. And it's people Uh-oh. that um, it's people that I would not want to have a conversation with myself because of some previous falling out, you know. Spill the tea. And what? Spill the tea. I can't hear what you're saying. Spill the tea. Oh, I'm not going to say any specifics, but okay. Um, there are more than a few people that have it's been. Obviously, not the summer of confession. Then. No, it's not because it's not. It's not important what Just it's about. Reconciliation. It's not important <laughs> what it's about. What is important is the is what it means. So I actually had a thick, juicy steak of gossip. Do you want me to talk? <laughs> no. I think what it what's good about it is uh, there's people who have had falling outs with, right? And there's there's lots of mm. hurt and there's lots of pain in these relationships. And I would never go back, right, and say on my own, like, hey, let's hang out and talk about all the ways that we've wounded each other. <laughs> Oof. You know, like that's not fun. Yeah. But these people have reached out to me and said, hey, I would really like to sit down and, you know, talk this through with you. And it's been amazing. That's crazy that it's happened like it's happened multiple times in this summer. Yeah. And it's made me think um, a lot about humility and about how I put too much pressure on myself when I. So let's say you have a friend, right? And you maybe mess up that friendship or maybe you really hurt someone in a relationship or something like that. I am. It's too easy for me to put all the pressure on myself to either take all the blame, right, and say like, "Oh man, this person is messed up in this way, this way, and this way, and it's all my fault." You know, this person can never recover, never get back to where they were, and that's all on me. Um, and that's my my tendency is to really beat myself up about it, and then I will just not think about it again and try to just mm. ignore it. But in the past couple of weeks or so, I've been really thinking that like. You know, I, t- I tweeted about this a little bit. You know how, like, Moses killed a dude? Yeah. And, like, how David slept with Bathsheba and killed Uriah and all this stuff? Yeah. Um, there's multiple times throughout 
you know, Peter denied Jesus, all these things. Multiple times throughout scripture where uh, there will be a huge denial or a huge turning away from God. And then in my mind, it's like, how does David, how does Moses, how does Peter like come back from that and not think like, oh, shoot, like I've permanently like messed up my because Moses is called to lead these people. He's like, how can I lead these people when I just I killed a dude and I ruined his entire family? You know, like <laughs> now, like one of the big 10 that I'm supposed to walk down the hill with is do not kill. Exactly. Right. M- David, how am I supposed to be a king when I, I killed one of my best soldiers? You know, yeah. like uh, and living with that. I, I like in my mind, I'm like, how did they do that? Like, how did they get over it? And just through reading scripture and through my own prayer, it's just figuring out that like we can make peace with God, right? Like that's that's pretty much the only thing that we're in control of after we mess up that badly, you know? Like after there's a huge rift that's been created either through death or some other thing, right? Um, we can make peace with God. We can go to confession. We can say, you know, Lord, I want to be in right relationship with you. Like, I'm sorry. I'm glad that I'm back. Um, and then, but there can still be that doubt. And I think the humility comes into play when we actually have to trust him to take care of other people, you know? And say, yeah, I really messed up this and I really messed up this, but I actually have to trust you to work in that family of that man that I killed or work, you know, in, in the family of this person that I hurt or this relationship that I hurt. Um, and so I've been trying to figure that out. And I think humility is, uh, an important part of wound healing. And that's not something I think that gets brought up enough. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think? What's your take? I think, I'm just blown away. I'm just, this is, you want to know what I'm actually thinking? It's Please. not really on the topic. That's fine. It's definitely, it's definitely like something that is spiritual though. I, I was thinking about how God let them fall mm-hmm. on purpose mm-hmm. to prove a point to everybody else. Yeah. Like it's like not, it's not that like you start off with Adam and Eve. And often, oftentimes I think to myself, like what if Adam hadn't sinned? Things would be a lot different. What if David hadn't sinned? Because mm. like every time, every time there's a big sin like this, every, like Moses hits the rock twice, Abraham sleeps with his servant, um, et cetera, et cetera. Every time one of these like great mi- acts of mistrust happens, God has to establish a new covenant with a different person. And I keep thinking like, what if, what if they had never done that? And it's like bringing me back to this point of like, they were always going to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was never God's intention. It was, it, it was. God didn't want them to do it, but he knew they were going to. He still allowed them to make that choice and said, you can make a choice. You can freely choose this or you can freely choose sin. And just because of the way they were bent by original sin, except Adam, um, which is worse yeah. because he just freely chose it. Yikes. Um, because of the way they were bent, they just chose it. And then God was like, all right, I'm going to give you my son. Like he, I think God didn't, because there, there were two, there's two ways God could have done it. He could have like done what he did, or he could have just made Jesus be the firstborn of Adam and Eve, right? Yeah, yeah. But he needed to prove to the rest of humanity mm-hmm. that Adam sinned, the first of us sinned, the best of us sinned, and then Abraham, the father of everyone, sinned. Uh-huh. Noah sinned, and then like David, the best king, the perfect follower of God up till now, sinned. So therefore. I'm going to sin (laughs) and I need to trust everybody in the world except Mary and Jesus have sinned. Therefore I'm probably going to sin and I need to return to God like they did. Um, I think it, I think it sets the bar not low, but realistically Mm -hmm. for us. And we have to, I guess this does go back to it. Look at that. We have to understand how much lower we are than David, Moses, Abraham, Adam, yeah. all of these men. Because they talk to God, God directly, you know? Yeah, they like straight up chit chat with him. <laughs> it says that Adam and, and God walked in the garden together. Mm-hmm. Like they were like buddies yeah. hanging out. And like when we talk about like, why didn't God open the sky for me? It's like, well, God opened the sky for these men and they barely made it. Yeah. Like God opened the sky for David and he still sinned. So like why why should he open the sky for us? Because we're still gonna sin, right? I don't know. That, that's just that's just one thing. But another thing is like once we understand 
that the what, once we at least understand a little bit of the fact that we don't understand the depth of our sinfulness, yes. that's that you're never going to understand the depth of your sin. Yeah, but because we, in order to do that, we would need to understand the, the height of God. Because it's but once it's you, also not rational to understand. Like if you understand conceptually that God is the greatest good, like it doesn't make sense why you would ever choose anything. Ag- against the greatest good you know which is which is what the which is what heaven is so the beatific vision of like seeing god understanding yeah loving and being loved as you are always loved um you would never sin so like that that's that's just that's just the free that you still have your free will isn't absorbed in heaven it's just you your free will will never choose anything but the highest good it's gonna again be fire it's gonna be straight fire um one of my favorite things about the church fathers and also the medievals is that um, they they tried to solve the problem of like your body, so your body will exist in heaven. Okay, Father Anthony was telling me about this. Okay, your body will exist in heaven, not only what is currently your body. Oh, but they were talking about like I get well, my my body part too. Here's the thing: is like your fingernails uh-huh. that you've cut off yes. were a part of your body. Okay, your dead skin cells, uh-huh. your hair, yes, your boogies. Oh no, all of these things were a part of your body. Mm-hmm. And so some of the church fathers posited like all of those atoms will be rejoined to you. So you'll be the, but they'll be like equally distributed throughout your body. So it's going to be like so. the end of the iron giant where my fingernails are crawling across the earth to get back to me after I'm, <laughs> <laughs> is that what's going to happen? Yes. <laughs> That's I don't terrifying. Know. I don't know. None of my us. My boogers are going to fly back into my nose. <laughs> That's going to be rocking my sensation. head back. <laughs> Man, that was a dang. Are all my are all my boobs gonna come back? <laughs> no, that's not that's not like part of you. That's like food. Oh, uh, that's like waste. Well, we can well we can talk more about later after the podcast about why I thought poop was a part of the body. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so my point my point of of that <laughs> was to ask the question: Does that mean that that? So he he was like he was like you're gonna be the same, but you're gonna be like proportionally bigger so like if you cut off like so like it'll be it'll be evenly distributed throughout your body so like we're gonna be they're gonna click the corner and drag up yeah exactly and so we'll just be we'll just be like absolute units of people (laughs) and (laughs) and so this begs the question does this mean that girls since they have longer hair Mm. will be bigger than all the boys they might just have bigger heads there's not a joke there. No, I'm there's no. I honest. I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> like I was just saying, they might. I don't. Okay, no, I won't say anything else. I was trying. Girls, to, I'm, I'm, hey, I was hey, trying hey, to be fellas, earnest. Hey, hey, girls, skip ahead. Hey, ladies, skip ahead a couple of seconds. Hey, <laughs> fellas, listen to this. Women, am I right? Hey, hey, hey. No ladies allowed in this part of the podcast. Hey, Patrick, guess what? Uh, what? Hey. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. skipping that, <laughs> cutting that please out. I don't know what that was. Please don't, please don't delete it. Did you just say something backwards? Like that's what it sounded like. It sounded like you said something backwards, and they have to rewind, and you'll it's hear hated, you'll hear like Ethan say like the say like Hail Hydra, like he'll say where wife. the Declaration of Independence is hidden. <laughs> did you say my wife? Yes. Backwards. You did? No, <laughs> I don't know oh. how to do that. I was like, I was like, that's impressive, honestly. Where were we? Humility? Yeah. We're talking about so, big, big people. <laughs> talking about thick boys in heaven. Oh, that's the name of the episode. <sighs> hmm. Now I have to cut out the part where I write the episode in the middle of the episode. Proud of you. Oh, okay. Now I remember what we were going to talk about. Um, this whole idea talking about the the old testament patriarchs and the the people that have gone before us you know centuries before millennia even i read i i didn't really read the old testament growing up like this is my first time really going through it um i just finished judges and joshua last month i'm working my way through first samuel right now i mean i saw every episode of veggie tales so yeah so i mean that's really the highlights the highlight reel of the old testament (laughs) um there's actually this really cool part in First Samuel where the Philistines steal the Ark of the Covenant and they bring it into a yeah into the pagan temple and, and the statue, the statue keeps over. yeah like they come in in the morning and the statue's laying prostrate in front of the the Ark and then they set it back up and then the next morning it's laying in front of it again except it's broken <laughs> like <laughs> the Lord is power moves in that <laughs> um, 
But anyway, so I'm reading through all this stuff and I just can't help but think like every page I'm seeing the Israelites screw up, the judges screw up, Samuel screw up, Saul screw up. Like no matter who it is or how good they are, they've messed up. And that goes all the way back to the very beginning. And I'm like kind of annoyed that I didn't ever read it sooner because it really puts into into perspective how much of a part of the grand story we're a part of, you know? Because you can see so much of yourself in these broken, messed up, murderous, lustful people um, from thousands of years ago. Like you can see yourself doing the same thing, turning away from God over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and it just, it makes me feel like the Lord is actively working in my life. Whereas sometimes I can just kind of scoot around and be like, Jesus died for me and everything's okay. Cause that <laughs> happened a while ago and I'm fine now. And <laughs> that's just not true. Like reading the old Testament makes me feel like I'm much more in a journey than, yeah. than the, not that the new Testament is worse. Um, it's objectively better, but yeah. Does it, do you ever have that? Of like of what of of thinking the Old Testament is worse? No, 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 no. Of oh the if you read if I feel like if you, this is something that maybe I don't know I don't know if Protestants deal with this or not, but I feel like a lot of people just live in the New Testament and they don't ever crack open the Old because they just don't know how. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, so they yeah, that... they like get all the good Jesus stuff, which is awesome, right? Love that salvation, baptism, sonship, all these things, great, amazing. Um, but that's only part of the story, you know? Yeah. And I, I yeah. getting to know more and more of the story and understand how God is working tells me much more about who he is. And that tells me so much more about who Jesus is. Um, and I just, I know that I can't be the only one that is, has been missing out on that my whole life. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's like, it, there's, there's a lot of, you can kind of get tricked by the gospel. And a lot of people did at the beginning of Christianity. Cause you have like, this really solid narrative. It's a beginning, a middle and an end. It's a history, right? You have like the history of Jesus. You have his life, his death, surprise, his resurrection. Nobody thought <laughs> it And it's like, it's got everything you want. It's got like, uh, it's got like a character development, right? It's got a, it's got a, a Christ figure. Um, literally it's like not, have you read how to read a book? No. Like a professor. You ever read that? Mm, Talks uh, about like the Christ figure. Maybe. Anyway, maybe I have, I don't know. Um, you have like the hero's quest, you have like the the third act, like oh no, what's gonna happen? And then you have this insane victory coming back when you thought nothing could ever come. It's exactly like Endgame. <laughs> but it's like like the reason why everyone liked that story was because at the end of the at the end of Infinity War, you're like, how on earth are they gonna pull back? Are you from gonna this? come back from this? Yeah, yeah. And then they do. And you're like, wow, that's awesome. But you can't just, well, you can, but like you can just watch Infinity War and Endgame and you can be like, fine. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. But like there's so much, there's so <sighs> much backstory wow. that you have to explain to someone, right? Like, okay, here's why Thor was so like into killing Thanos. It was because like this Thanos had already Thor killed most of his family. This is why Thor is fat. Well, yeah, they explain that in the movie, but yeah. It's like this is why this is why Tony is so like PTSD and stressed out about this guy is because he's dealt with him before. Mm-hmm. This is the relationship between Tony and Captain America. They don't explain that in Infinity War, so you miss a lot of stuff and you can enjoy the movie, but there's so much more depth there and so much more um, time spent over those characters. And so similarly, it's like you miss things if you just gloss over the gospel, right? Like you don't catch when Bartimaeus shouts son of David, have pity on me. Mm-hmm. Jesus turns to him and sees his faith. That's a really important, that's a really important event because it shows that this random Israelite who was blind from birth saw the fact that Jesus Christ was the son of David. He was blind, but he saw the signs of the times. Unlike the Pharisees who could see, but didn't see the signs of the times. That's like a really, that's a really important aspect that you, that you miss if you don't, Look at Son of David, how how connected Jesus is to Solomon, and when when David says, "My Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand," you now kind of put together what David means by that. Yes, he means, "My Lord said to my Lord." Anyway, like Jesus. Yeah, 
Thanks for wrapping that up. Yeah, you're welcome. No, this is, I mean. It's a biblical exegesis. A little, little exegesis, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I think it all ties back to humility. In our, I say humility, I'm going <laughs> to. I think this all ties back to the topic we're supposed to be talking humility about. Humility in our identity. But more importantly, it ties into the Catholic card game. <laughs> Generations if expansion. You, one second. If you if you are humble enough to see yourself as one of the Israelites instead of the leader of the Israelites, it makes your life a whole lot better. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. You're like, man, I mean, I can even be tempted to do this sometimes because I'm like, in a, this goes back to leadership too. It's like when you're in a position of authority and you're like trying to do stuff and people are like dragging their feet. You're like, oh man, I feel like Moses and the Israelites. But it's like, hmm, that might be true. But also, how much more often am I like the Israelites? dragging my feet when God wants me to do something so much more. Am I like the Israelites? Just like you think all these idiot Israelites, they keep going back to idolatry. How on earth could you keep going back to worshiping a cow? That doesn't make any sense. And God looks at you. He's like, you know, you keep gossiping even though I don't want you to. And you're like, huh, that's a good point. God. Or like, God's like, you got, you keep throwing kittens off of a bridge. Wow. God, I keep doing that. That's crazy. Do you know? I still have, I still have father Anthony credit. No, that's good. Did you know that, um, like... Speaking of the funnies. No, no, no. I was literally <laughs> just about to say that the character in Zitz is based off of the Israelites. <laughs> Speaking of the funnies. Man, isn't it crazy how, like, we talked about the different generations earlier in the episode and didn't do an ad read for the Catholic card game Generations? Hey, uh, are we gonna... Can we do a separate ad and then just drop it in right here? I don't want to do that. I'd much rather do the ad read right now. No, it's fine. We'll do that instead. It's it's not about contributing to the oligopolies. It's about the oligopolies contributing to us. Okay? <laughs> you need to think. And you know, you know who's a big fan of big market economies? That's right. It's the baby boomers. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That that you know that's one half of what this thing we're advertising is about. Truly, tell me more. So our friends Matt and Lisa of the Catholic Card Game, which you've all heard by now, and if you haven't, then you should probably get get with it. You see what I'm doing? It's, it's a rhetorical device making them feel like they're out of the loop for something, and now they're going to be more motivated by the game. And now they're in on it because we're, I mean, we're the cool proprietors of this item. And so they're going to say, wow, I want to be more like Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> our friends matt and lisa made this thing called the catholic card game which is a prompt and response card game where you lay down a card and it's like i don't need to explain how apples to apples works you've all played this game before anyway so they're on their seventh expansion pack and we're really excited they did an expansion pack with us they did one with catching foxes so they're they're mm -hmm. they're great supporters Father Mike of, schmitz yeah so they're great supporters of us and we love them and so they're starting a new kickstarter for their seventh expansion pack called Generations, which is all about the differences between baby boomers and millennials and literally no other generation. So take that Gen X and baby and Zoomers. And the greatest generation and also the ones before that. Also, why did they get to be the greatest generation? Is it because of the wars World they War won? <laughs> yeah, because no, Patrick, not no, no respect for the people that not only did they survive industrialization, right? If you lived in the greatest generation, you had to survive World War One and also factories. Okay? <laughs> That's a good point. They, if you were a child during World War One, you and you have all your fingers, congratulations. If you have all your fingers and all of your lungs, you've won. <laughs> you've won the genetic and also the cultural lottery. But you probably didn't win the economic lottery because you were likely raised in, in the, the Great Depression. Depression. <laughs> anyway... Buy the game. <laughs> and also the expansion. The Kickstarter campaign for the Catholic card game will be running throughout the month of July, so it's almost over. So you got to get your butt over to their Kickstarter. The link is in the description. It's CatholicCardGame.com, I think. It better be. It better it's be. Some, somewhere around there. I trust that if you're listening to this podcast, you know how to use Google. So, <laughs> Unless, I mean, of course. If the, that is, if the link doesn't work, like, obviously use our link. But if it doesn't, hop on over to the just Google box on. and just <laughs> type it in with your hands this is a, it's a really incredible deal it's a really incredible deal because it's only ten dollars plus shipping and you get 54 brand new cards to add to the already the already existing catholic card game that you should have by now and if you don't go to catholiccardgame.com and buy it and they're on their on their website there's a link to their kickstarter 
Patrick, I, I don't know why anybody wouldn't buy this. It's honestly, if you don't buy it, I'm just going to say it. You can't listen to the podcast anymore. <laughs> if you don't buy this game, <laughs> you likely are a part of our ex- ever-expanding non-Catholic audience. Yeah, and if you if you don't <laughs> And if buy you it, are, and if you do fall in that demographic, buy the game. Yo, here's the, here's the crazy thing about this game, honestly. So I play this game a lot with my youth group. They freaking love it. And we, we had like a youth group hangout at a coffee shop today, which was like the hippest thing I've ever done, the most millennial thing I've ever done. And uh-huh. there were two people there that were non-Catholic, and they loved the game. Oh, that's they just cool. thought it was really funny, and they also they also got to ask a lot of questions, and like they learned a lot about like Thomas Aquinas and like different sacraments and all that stuff. And so, it wasn't. It's not just like oh, this is a great way to evangelize. It's literally just fun for everybody. It's, it's the new fun evangelization. All right, we're stopping this ad. We're shutting it down. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI just texted me. Hold it right there. Hold it right there, sir. None of, none of that. All right, this is a five minute ad. Okay, we need to close Matt it right. Matt and Lisa get everything they want. <laughs> Five, four, three, two. I know you see somehow the world will... So that was a fun ad read that we just did. Yep. Do they want it to be in the middle of the episode or at the end? Does it matter? I, I want it to be in the middle of the episode because That's when people I know, will listen to it. I know, I know that our listeners would never do this. I know that our faithful listeners who want to support the people that support us would never do this. But sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts and they put the ad at the end, that's it. There's no way I'm listening to that. Or when they put the ad at the beginning, I'm like, skippy, skippy, skip, 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 boy. I'm like, I s- call me a jar of peanut butter. This, I'm is, skippy. this is probably not helpful, but I skip the ad in every podcast I listen to. Really? Yes. <laughs> I've ne- I mean, there's no- never listened to an ad in my life. Well, I mean, regardless of whether or not they've listened to the whole ad, we still said Catholic card game generations already, so they already know about it. It's already in their head. Yeah, they already know they can get the link in the description and go to CatholicCardGame.com to know to learn more. <laughs> you can't just do this. You can't do this. I can. That's the best part. <laughs> and we don't get any extra money. I just did it for fun. How does that feel? How does it feel to get advertised? It, it, you know what sucks. What? I would never like. Here's the thing. I we only we only advertise stuff that we think our that our listeners will like. Yeah. That's 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 the best part about podcasts. Uh-huh. I think is that people honestly only do that. But we get so inundated with ads. It's like they're everywhere. Yes. And have you seen Instagram ads? No, not recently. They're just atrocious. I believe it. It's like the most low quality content. And you know why? Because they know that all they have to do is like say the product name, and then they can do like some stupid weird thing where it's like a cartoon drawing of a of a of a dragon usually it's not a dragon they can just do a cartoon drawing of something sexual and people will see it yep and it's like why why are you doing this just stop get some help <laughs> do you know uh do you know what famous uh cart- comic strip character i feel like right now garfield garfield <laughs> was i right do you know that Garfield and I have the same birthday? <laughs> really? Yeah, June nineteenth. Wow. Well, that's the d- you were born on Juneteenth. That was the day he was uh, released into the wild. Uh, sorry, what? You know Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. You know that June nineteenth was the day that the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. Yes. I do know that. Yeah, but it was so you saying released into the wild. No, I was talking about Garfield. Like I thought that was like a reference, no, and I was like, "That's kind of no." I wasn't talking about the slaves. You can cut it if you want. I don't want to. <laughs> I was talking about releasing Garfield into the gotcha. the wild of the subconscious of America, <laughs> like the Chilean miners. <laughs> oh man, I that's you branching out creatively, as you say in the Chilean me, miners bit two years in a row. Let me flex my creative muscle by landing this podcast. Okay. First half, comedy gold. Second half, spiritual gold. If you want us to have actual golds, patreon.com slash the crunch. <laughs> I really let's I'm really okay. Honestly, I want to know. Like I don't I want to know what people want. Do people are people tired of our spiritual exhortations? Do they only want it when we really have something good to say? Can we just turn this into a comedy podcast three times a month? Like what I don't know what the people want. Everybody, I need you to tell me exactly how to podcast because I forgot. We, I straight up forgot. Listen, Pat, I know you're making what? fun of me, but I don't need that right now. I need no. I'm not. Oh, okay. I honestly forgot. Well, I, okay, I forgot here's the thing. Too. I never. Knew I just how. want people what? to know. Like, did you like the half and half? Do you want us never to do it again? 
Do you want whole milk instead? I don't know. I'm like, would you like I'm soy curious. creamer? Because I know what I like in podcasts. Not dairy. But I don't know what. Hmm. I guess it's not up to what the people want. It's up to what we want. I had fun today. All right, let's wrap it up. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? To end the show today, Ethan and I would like to do an improv. Can I get a suggestion from the audience? Uh, uh, M and M's. Oh, hey, hi. I'm a, I'm I'm an M M&M and M lover, and I see that you're sitting in a movie theater. Um, yes, and I would also like some M and M's. Thank you for your M and M's, sir. Oh, look at me. I'm wearing a big hat in this movie theater. That's crazy. Now nobody, and I'm sitting in the front row, so now nobody behind me can see. Oh dear. I'm eating a ton of M and M's, and they're real crunchy and they're loud. And that's why we call it the crunch. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us, and we'll be praying for you. And we'll see you. No, I'm not going to lie. That wasn't that bad. What wasn't that bad? Your improv? Yeah. It was it was okay. Thank you. <laughs>